taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Yes, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars. And we have on the show today a friend of the show, friend of mine. Um, I think I've called you the, the best Belgian friend I have. That is, of course, Frederic Valles. Hi, Frederic. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, David? Good to I'm be back great. for another one of these. Well, great to have you back. And uh, you have a very good insight on the announcements that Google made on, I think it was May 23rd. Uh, a lot of meat in those announcements, but uh, in some cases, very little detail. So um, what I wanted to try to do with you is zero in on the reporting aspects of the announcements and talk about uh, how advertisers can benefit from reporting enhancements. Sounds good. Yeah, I was lucky to uh, get another invite to, to the event this year. So for some reason, uh, I they, they mark me as a local influencer. That's what it says on my badge, and I'm part nice. of the, the media crew. So it's mm-hmm. nice because I get to go in and actually ask some questions during the press briefing and actually go nice. into those details that you say uh, they were pretty sparse with during the actual presentation. The downside is because I am the media, they also kick me out after that one hour session and I can't oh, no. get uh, all of the other stuff. I wish I could ask more questions, but, you know, they limited me to two this time. Not bad. So you you didn't attend the actual uh, kind of dog and pony show that they did. Is that right? Well, so it's like a two day event nowadays. So uh, uh, okay. I was invited to attend the keynote speech live. And then there's a press briefing right afterwards with Sridhar Ramaswamy and um um, with uh, Jerry, so some of the the main folks that are on the Google product and engineering sides, we get to talk to them. But uh, after that, the dog and pony show goes on for everyone else, and they kick us out. Gotcha. Well, they really did talk about uh, some very exciting things for, especially for advertisers that love data and love to dig in and uh, learn what's going on and how to optimize. So let's see, where should we start? Well, I think the big one was talking about attribution and how that's going to become easier. Um, and as a result, I think we'll have a pretty big impact on how you do bid management and reporting. Hey, let, let's talk about that for a second. Um, that's one of the features or, or products that uh, they didn't spend a lot of time on and didn't go into detail about. And I'm wondering how that differs, that's Google attribution from the capabilities that are built in AdWords now, because yep. right now you can look at and and make note of the uh, attribution model that will work best for your campaigns or for your conversion points. And then you can go and set the best conversion model as the one that your campaigns will will use when the automated bid management management kits kicks in. So any feel for how how those two are going to differ? Yeah, that's an excellent point, um, and well picked up, of course, by uh, by you, David, paying attention to detail. But uh, yeah, so they, they actually did let me play with the tool before I had to leave, and they also acknowledge it's not really entirely new. It's it's really just bringing a couple of places together. So what you described, you can get in AdWords. You can also get 
all the funnels and the attribution models in Google Analytics. And for those people who use DoubleClick, they kind of have the same thing as well. So now they're bringing uh, a fourth place where you can do, again, the same thing. But the notion is that it takes 30 seconds to set up. So you literally just put in your Google login credentials. You authorize your AdWords account. You authorize your GA account, your DoubleClick account. And then it starts bringing all the data into this new fourth system. And the idea is that sometimes there's going to be a little bit of extra data beyond what you get in each of these engines individually. Mm -hmm. um, and so now you have one place that has all the capabilities, all of those reports, plus they can also push back out from this new tool to your existing tool. So if you like what you see in Google Attribute, Attribution, then you can actually push it back into AdWords. Go ahead. Yeah, no, and I was going to say that the thing that particularly fascinates me is the data-driven attribution model. Right. So I was talking uh, to some of the product managers on the product, and they said that bar none, anyone who uses the data-driven attribution sees improvements in their performance. Um, I mean, it's such a sophisticated model. And, and, and the whole thing about attribution, David, too, is that up until this point, I think we've all largely been guessing. It's been up to us marketers to come up with these models that somehow mimic what happens in the real world. But, but it's really hard, right? Like, how do we decide if it's last click or first click or some combination of those? And so you make these models, but none of them are perfect. And then here you have a data-driven model, which is really built off of artificial intelligence. Um, another thing they shared with me, which was kind of one of the details, but they actually have different models for each conversion type that you have or each conversion that you track. So if you're tracking... Twitter followers as one thing, which you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's kind of cool, but it's not that important. But then you also track sales. Well, they actually have different models that feed into all of that. that so they can build like this perfect vision of this is what each stage of the, uh, you know, what each of the touch points contributed to your overall success. And that's pretty new to me. And, that, and uh, making that so available and easy to access and easy to push it back into AdWords where you can now use it for better reporting, better bid management. Uh, I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I do too. Although, <laughs> uh, as with the uh, question I asked just a second ago, um, I think Google, when they're describing the current bid management automated capabilities, they talk about um, many different touch points that they use for uh, data that will drive the logic of the bid management. So they say that they're taking into consideration device, day of week, geography, um, and a whole host of other touch points. So I'd be interested to in see, see how that differs. Uh, it will be great to be able to, to report on the actual difference between one attribution model and another. Yeah. Uh, and let me maybe address that last point that you made. So. When it comes to flexible bid strategies and how they do bid management, it is taking into account the things like you said, what device is somebody on? What time of day is it? Um, you know, so basically what do we know about the user? But with the data-driven model, it kind of goes beyond that. So imagine that somebody's doing three searches that eventually lead to a conversion. And that first search is very generic. It's like digital cameras. And then they start to realize which companies sell digital cameras. So maybe the next query is, Sony digital cameras. And then by the time they've picked one of the specific Sony models, now they do a search for that specific item and then they convert. And so um, it's a simple example, what the, but what the data-driven model does is it figures out for each of these searches that happened, 
how much does the likelihood change that eventually it will convert? So if people did the generic search and then the very specific search, but they didn't do the one in the middle, what does that mean for conversion rate? And so because of that, they're able to build these very complex uh, models that, that, that honestly you and I and humans can't really get our minds around how much data right. goes into this. Uh, but that's where the artificial intelligence comes in. And so now I've given an example about three different search queries that happen or three different searches. But they also now do this for, um, was it a display ad? Were you on social media? Did you then do a search? And how does each of those touch points contribute to the overall likelihood of the conversion happening? Right. And, and so, and, then, and that's really the new part, right? So now this is being added on top of everything that you said, like the devices and the time of day. And that's what makes it so much more powerful. Right. Very exciting times. I mean, um, there are lots of discussions about whether keywords are going away uh, and uh, in favor of audiences. And I think that's kind of a red herring discussion. And a, a really interesting one is whether uh, manual bid management is going away. Uh, there's almost no reason to, to manage bids manually if, if the logic is so powerful. Exactly. And so, I mean, to address the first point, like uh, are keywords going away and is it all going to be about audience? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think keywords are still a great reflection of the intent of the user. Yep. But what was really fascinating to me in the presentation that Google gave was, listen, we still have keywords to figure out when to show ads. But the fact is you have three different consumers and each of them is in a different mindset. And that's really hard for us to act on right now because we have ad groups. So it's basically we're showing the same ad to the same people who did the same keyword searches. But what this whole uh, new system can start to do is say, oh, we know something about this particular user and they're going to react better to the ad text about us having a really low price. Whereas right. a different consumer may react really well to us having the biggest choice. Yeah. Uh, and that's the level of granularity again, where it's just, we, we can't wrap our heads around it. We can't really uh, be very as good as the computer will be. Right. Hey, listen, we need to break away for some sponsor messages. So please hold on and listeners don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. 
Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Frederick Valets having a fantastic discussion, as usual. Uh, let's see. Why don't we segue into uh, voice search? What did they have to say about that? Yeah, so they, they made the point at Google I.O. the week before the, uh, the AdWords event, <clears throat> but it was something that 20% of searches done on mobile devices now happen by voice. Um, and that's a big number, right? I mean, and that's, that's amazing. Exactly. And so it kind of scares me as an advertiser because then I'm starting to think, well, if this is someone interacting with their Google Home device or uh, an Alexa type device, how do we how do we target those people, right? And right. We, we just had a discussion about our keywords going away. Well, when it comes to voice search, yes, they have to go away because there are no keywords. It's It's a conversation. Right. Um, may be full of keywords, but it's not like we can just target two, three words at a time. Um, example is while well, somebody's listening to a song and they say, hey, Google, what song is that? So Google yep. gives the answer and then you're like, hey, Google, who's the artist? Okay, now you get the artist. And then the next one is, uh, hey, Google, buy that song. Well, right. how do I know what that song is if I don't have the context of the whole conversation? Right. So that's where I was getting scared then. But uh, that was actually my question that I got to ask in the press session. But it was like, how do we, how do we market, right? How do we act on all of these voice searches happening? So they then disclosed that the twenty percent is actually mostly just people um, doing a keyword, entering the keyword on the the mobile SERP, and and still looking at the screen to get the search results. Right. So it's actually That's, just a different mode of typing. Right. And let, let me just add one thing, and that is, <clears throat> I, I th- believe Amazon has already come out with an. Amazon Echo device that has a screen, and yeah. I'm sure Google has the same aspirations. So yes, it's going to get really interesting because there's going to be a fork. One one fork is going to be uh, people who are used to or will always do voice search expecting a voice response, and the other one is people who do searches and do, have the experience they have today where they look at the phone. Exactly. Yeah, and I've got one of those Echo shows uh, on order, actually two oh. of them, so I can do the whole calling thing. Me and I've got too. the Google Home in, uh, in the house and always testing all of these devices. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and the good news then for us is that there are still these people who are going to be looking at screens, and that's a very traditional way for us to then advertise to them. Um, where the whole thing is much less certain is with the pure voice uh, interaction that you have with the non-screen device. Right. That Google was talking things called actions that they're now making available to developers. And so you could imagine that if you're a frequent flyer, you basically commute on Southwest between San Francisco and Los Angeles. If you ask your Google Assistant, hey, Google, when is the next flight? Uh, it knows that you typically fly a certain route at a certain time of class. And that you could then say, book that flight and she'll just flight. And so that could become sort of a sponsored action at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but how that whole model is going to work out is very much undecided. 
And so what Sridhar was saying was it's it's really first about great user experience at this point, and then eventually we'll figure out what that means from an advertising uh, perspective. Right. With um, voice search that, that uh, elicits the voice response, the somehow Google's algorithms will have to figure out who deserves the top response equivalent of the top ad on the page. And I, I think that what I heard in the presentation that Google is going to kind of hedge for a while and uh, allow companies to submit some information and then be eligible for that slot. Did you hear that? Yeah, exactly. So the questions that I was hearing too had to do with how do we play on the system today? And so I, I think it's more like playing in SEO where you just have to make sure Google has as much data about what you sell as, as possible and you may not be charged for it, but that's really your in to be part of this ecosystem. Um, so have a Google My Business listing so that Google knows are located, how late you're open. Submit a local product feed so Google can say, oh, you're looking for this thing. Well, go to that store. They're open until 9 o'clock and they have it for this price. Um, and then also the buy it on Google button, right? So that's kind of coming back. Um, and that seems like a logical extension too. So if you have these merchants now integrated where you can literally click one button and Google has your credit card and Google knows where to send it. That might be a logical integration with a Google Voice Assistant. Oh, um, sure. Just the way Amazon works today where you can order practically anything very easily. Exactly. Hey, let's segue into something that I don't believe was discussed, but you've seen it, I believe, and, and I've heard, seen it written about, and that is um, some kind of reporting dashboard in AdWords. What's that about? Yeah, so I was in my account the other day and I noticed uh, on my reporting tab that there was a new dashboarding section. So I was pretty excited about that. I, uh, I told the folks at Search Engine Land and they wrote about it so you can go and see the article with some screenshots from my account. But uh, basically, Google reports, we've discussed this here before, right? but, but you can make a, a data widget, uh, so you can make a chart, you can make a table. Well, now you can combine several of these on a nice um, dashboard, so an interactive dashboard, or you can export it to a nice PDF and you can put it on a schedule. Um, and that was sort of the missing piece because I think Google reports had good visualizations, but you know, if you take them one at a time, that's not a reporting solution, right? You can't do anything for your clients or your stakeholders with that. But now you can actually say, okay, we need to have some uh, KPI widgets showing how much cost and what cost per acquisition. And then maybe we need to show a chart below it with the last 12 months of data. And, and, and so that seems to be um, possible. It is still a limited beta, so not everybody's going to see it. But uh, it's one, one more thing Google's doing. Gotcha. Now, um, what other uh, reporting-related um, products or, or new features did Google talk about? Yeah, so I mean, there wasn't anything like super specific on reporting, um, but I think there are a lot of things with tie-ins to reporting. So better store visit data, better store sales data. And so these were the two announcements where Google is now better at tracking who did a search and then physically walked into your store. Um, and then also their integration with some of the credit card companies where they do a double blind so that they can actually see how many sales at stores were generated by people who also did searches for these things. So uh, a better better attribution of how much value are you getting on ads. And that only, of course, works if you have an attribution model um, where you look at the different touch points that, that happen. Because obviously, if somebody walks into a store, 
Um, they may have done a couple of other things along the way as well. Um, but I think having better data basically means that for us, Optimizer, where we have a reporting solution, well, we just get to show you more accurate numbers. Um, and you, to your customer, get to show more accurate numbers because of all this technologies Google's putting in the background. Um, right. Same thing with attribution modeling, right? So if you now have a better understanding of what truly was a conversion for me and how many did I truly get, again, it's just better in the reports you already run. And, and the nice thing for us is, and for us and our customers, you basically don't have to do anything. Google is just making it better on the back end. And we all benefit by having a more precise thing that we can share with our clients. Go ahead. And then the other thing I would say is the, the new interface, right? So they keep talking about that. So among PPC experts, there's, I would say, pretty strong resistance still to, to that new interface because it is missing certain capabilities. People generally don't like changing when, you know, that, that changes how they work and it's just more time you have to spend learning a new system. Uh, one of the biggest gripes is the lack of segmented conversion data in the new system. Um, right, so attribution is getting better at measuring different types of conversions, but at the same time, that transparency seems to be disappearing in the front end. Um, nice. So that, that's going to be a bit of a loss. Um, but then I also think that new interface is actually doing a nice job of showing some of the visuals we've had in Optimizer for a while, which is showing your clicks on a map. You know, if you're a local advertiser, well, it makes sense to show you where those clicks are coming from. Um, so now you have another option besides Optimizer to get that data. Um, they have some kind of interesting word cloud type visualizations like we do. And, and that's actually nice because it connects um, some of the deeper insights with actions that you can take. So for example, are there new words appearing in the queries that didn't happen like a week ago, right? Mm. So has something changed in um, consumer behavior? Is there something people are now talking about they weren't before? And are you capturing that demand? Are you specifically targeting it? So so that's not 100% reporting, but in, those new, uh, in the new AdWords interface, they are doing a better job of surfacing that sort of content. That's great. Hey, we need to break away again. So, Frederic, save some, some of this good stuff. And listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? 
Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Okay, we are back in the home stretch with Frederic Valles. And uh, we would like to talk about the capability that was announced of letting advertisers apply in market audiences against search campaigns. So what does that mean, Frederic, and what, why is it a good thing? Well, so it means like uh, just like we've had audience targeting before, now you can actually target specifically or bid higher for people who seem to be in the market for the type of product that you sell. Um, and so Google is actually getting really good. And again, it goes back to artificial intelligence, but based on what people have been doing, what they've been searching for, Google builds a prediction of, is this a consumer who's actually shopping for a new car? Uh, or is this just a kid who is looking at pictures of cars, but is very unlikely to actually go and buy something, right? And that's always been one of the frustrations in keyword marketing is that there are these keywords where it could be a really good one, but it could also be a really bad one. And it really depends on the person behind that keyword. And that's where the audience um, level targeting comes into play. So now you can say it's not just that I want to show up on this keyword, like for a Jeep Cherokee, but I also want to show up uh, in a higher position and with a higher bid if it seems like that person is actually shopping for a new car. That's when I want right. to be there. Well, I, I love this trend. In fact, um, I'm, I'm really hoping that it continues and that we get more audience targeting within search. Uh, the next one I'm hoping for is affinity audiences and custom affinity audiences. Yeah. I mean, I think the more layers of targeting that we can uh, we can do, the better, right? And you, you made the point earlier, does that mean that bid management is going to become so complicated that it has to be done by machines? Um, and yeah, I think at some level it is. Um, but what we keep seeing is that if you give the automation away to a black box system, it is a little bit risky because if the data is too sparse and the system can't figure out the commonalities, it doesn't always work great. Um, and so that's going to be the big question for me in 2017 and 2018 is like with all this automation and artificial intelligence, uh, what are we as people to do? Are we now basically the people sitting in the self-driving car, making sure it doesn't run into a wall, or are we going to have a more active role in all of this? And, and so right. to me, it's fascinating to figure out, well, if we give the reins to the artificial intelligence system, how do we as marketers still get to understand what works, what didn't, what should we try more of? Um, and so the question is, should I literally be throwing 50 different ad texts into every ad group and just hope that Google figures it out? Um, or should I actually gain some insight? Should I start to understand for which people, what types of people, what types of audiences does this resonate versus that other thing? Mm -hmm. um, and so 
a really good answer I got for, from Paul Murray, who who used to, he was one of the founders of Urchin. He's now at Google running a lot of the analytics. But he talked about Service 360. And so that is kind of the way for marketers to be able to say, okay, well, now you clicked on an ad, you bought something from us. Uh, let's ask you a question. What was it that compelled you to buy from us as opposed to our competitors? Right. Um, so taking the, the surveys and connecting those to a remarketing audience, super interesting. But hey, Frederick, I yeah. want to break in for a second because we're very close to ending, but I want the opportunity to do a 30-second uh, elevator pitch about your company and product. All right, 30 minutes. Here we go, David. No, no, 30 uh, seconds. So 30 seconds. Okay, okay, I know. So, yeah, uh, I run Optimizer. I'm a co-founder at Optimizer. And we build tools to make managing PPC accounts much more efficient and scalable. So we have a lot of agencies and in-house teams using our tools to do reporting, to do bid management, keyword management, build out new campaigns. Um, so we have these one-click optimizations where we present best practice from the industry we allow you to apply that to your account in a few seconds, but we also have super powerful tools so that you can take our methodologies, tweak them to be your own, and just make it more scalable and repeatable within your company. So, uh, so that's what we do at Optimizer, and it's spelled O-P-T-M-Y-Z-R. Lots of letters missing, but uh, that's how it goes when the domains are sparse. Right. <laughs> well, uh, Frederick, I, I've got to thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, it always seems to end too short. And uh, I will see you soon. My pleasure. See you another time. Yep. And listeners, thank for, thanks for hanging with us. Come back in one or two weeks for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 